0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome into episode 65 of K-Fabe Council. The show where we review and critique news topics and segments in the world of professional wrestling. My name is Pretty Tony. My co-host TF Joker is on vacation. So once again your old pal PT is flying solo this episode. Bear in mind, this episode is going to be a little different as we usually look what happens in the ring and in storyline. But some things of the out-of-the- ring variety dominated the wrestling topics and the wrestling sphere this week. So we're going to look at some of that today. But before we get into some of those, in addition to some of the larger stories that have overtaken wrestling this week, Have note Macy Estrella, formerly known as Lacey Evans in the WWE, parted ways with WWE to focus on her family and to open up a cafe called the Sunny Summer's Cafe, named after her daughters. Macy's plan is to make the cafe available to organizations such as Alcoholics Anonymous and they're planning to offer free coffee and donuts to those who come to the meetings. That's actually a really great thing, honestly. You can't fault Macy for wanting to spend more time with her family and the ability to open up a business that has really strong community ties. I've known some folks that have struggled with some substance abuse problems and any time that you can have a place where you can offer some support and a place for beatings in particular is always a good thing. So... You know, you take some lemons and make some lemonade, as an allusion to Becky Lynch, accidentally, perhaps. But yeah, turn something around, and yeah, if she wanted to just step away, that's fantastic. And looks like she's on to different ventures, so congratulations for her. In addition, we have All In has sold over 80,846 tickets plus. Surpassing the ticket sales figure for WrestleMania 32, which sold 80,709 tickets sold. And bear in mind as well, some additional news. WWE has sold over 90K plus tickets between both nights of WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. So it's going to be a little divisive, but I'll make my stance I'll put my flag in the sand. Congratulations to both companies on their success. Honestly, you love to see wrestling be so hot. You love to see so much interest from fans enjoying the sport here. So I know folks are sometimes on one side of the fence or the other, but honestly, with a lot of people interested in wrestling and fans buying a lot of those tickets, congratulations to both companies. You love to see it. And one quick last note here, AEW's Fight for the Fallen shows this week are benefiting the Maui food banks, extending assistance to those affected by the Maui wildfires in Hawaii, including a reported $100,000 sponsorship deal to promote the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game in an eponymous death match on AEW Dynamite. In a match that was received shall i say mixed reactions from the internet wrestling community some fans were okay with it some fans were outraged regardless the funds from the sponsorship are going straight to the maui food bank so we get a little bit of weirdness and sponsorship deals we've gotten things in the past we've gotten the cracker barrel match the sponsorship with the game of thrones dragon piece we got the brian danielson and daniel garcia match so things have happened before we've gotten in wwe let's not forget the slim jim and the mountain dew pitch black thing these are real things but regardless the outcome eventually to get the donation sent to the maui food bank is always a good thing to see so kudos on them but those were just some quick hits, and quick stories from this week before we get into the show proper. As a reminder, you can find us in video form at youtube.com slash and in audio form wherever you get your podcast from. On this week's episode, we look at trouble in AEW, some backstage news regarding CM Punk's relationship with some of the roster, as well as a interesting story came out about cash wheeler this week and is edge retiring from wwe perhaps having his last match on smackdown against sheamus so coming up first trouble in aew so i'm going to put out a very small quick disclaimer here There was a lot of reports that came out about CM Punk this week. There were a lot to sift through. And a number of them had some just reports on things that came out and from their sources. And there were a lot of editorials there Uh, for folks that aren't aware. Just folks editorializing or adding their sort of opinions and just kind of sharing their thoughts on what things happened. So... What I tried to do is sort through a lot of the information that was just reported. I tried to sift through and eliminate a lot of the editorialized portions of things so that it's a little bit more organized and once we have what has been reported, then we can share our thoughts and have a conversation after that. So I tried to sift through all that and organize it to make it a little bit easier to digest. All right, so the first story we're gonna look at here comes from the last week's episode of AW Collision. This was post-match and off-air comments made by CM Punk regarding Hangman Adam Page. So speaking after this week's episode of AW Collision, this would be now two collisions ago at the time of recording, Punk had some strong words for the cowboy. He said, quote, Carolina is hangman country, reflecting... On a sign in the crowd. Earlier today, I went to a local supermarket and I figured out why they call him Hangman. It's because the pegs in the toy aisle are full of hangman action figures because nobody wants to buy them. He's a peg warmer, unlike me, who moves merchandise, pops ratings, sells toys. He continued, quote, You got everybody in AEW saying I'm the heart, I'm the soul, I'm the spirit. Well, that's objective. What's a fact is the people who say that certainly ain't the chin of AEW because the lights go out faster than what? GTS? Go to sleep? I don't know what I'm trying to do. I got rocked too. I told the House of Black, no chops, but they chopped me, so I'm very mad. So those were the off the cuff comments made by CM Punk after his match with the House of Black. We had a follow up report here. According to a report from Fightful Select, CM Punk shots at Hangman page were not part of any planned work. Multiple sources in the company say that post-show promo was not designed to build any sort of storyline and isn't a work. There were no plans for the promo to be filmed, and it was said to have been, quote, off-the-cuff segment. According to a report from PW Insider, CM Punk's comments were made in response to several fans who were heckling him after the show. Additionally, Punk noted that he was, quote, rocked in the main event match and didn't really know where he was going with his promo. As of the writing, there are no plans for a CM Punk versus Hangman page storyline, so it's just another case of CM Punk being a loose cannon he's known to be. And the last portion in this mini-topic, Punk apologizes to Hangman. Speaking on a recent edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, Brian Alvarez reported that Punk apologized for his comments after collision. He said, quote, He did, in fact, send a text message to Hangman Page apologizing for the promo on Saturday. This is from both sides. That did happen. He did apologize to him via text message. So, interestingly enough, CM Punk, always known to... Work the fans, work the workers. But in this instance, he was just playing off the cuff. Saw a sign in the crowd regarding Hangman just rolling with the punches. Maybe it came out of context, perhaps, but he ended up circling back and apologizing to Hangman. So there you go. One of those things that just kind of happened, and it is what it is. All right, the next Portion of the CM Punk saga from this past week comes from an interaction that Punk had with talent. The first one here being reported was one regarding Ryan Nemeth. Ryan Nemeth was flown in for this past Saturday's AW Collision TV taping. He was told that he was not needed and sent home once he got to the arena. This comes after Punk took issue with Nemeth over a tweet by the latter after Punk's return promo where he made a reference to, quote, counterfeit bucks. Nemeth's tweet said, quote, literally the softest man alive. BW Torch has a new report regarding the confrontation noting that they were told it happened in the locker room. The report stated, quote, Punk cornered Nemeth in the locker room, got inches from his face, and angrily and aggressively asked if they had a problem or if they needed to settle things outside. Hunk cited to Nemeth that his comments on Twitter inflamed existing tensions and that the optics of the tweet sent a bad message. This incident was witnessed by numerous wrestlers and was characterized as awkward and weird, end quote. Things moved out to the hallway where Punk continued to berate him and Nemeth defended the tweet by stating that Punk was the one who fired the first shots at the Bucks. But Punk said the tweet was poor timing and they tried to make, quote, the public image they were going for that everyone was either on the same page or at least not inflaming prior issues, end quote. The report noted that many people who worked on the AW Collision brand had spoken highly of Punk for trying to be a leader and providing a low-drama environment. And one other incident that was reported on was Punk having an interaction with Jack Perry. Fightful Select is reporting that towards the start of Punk's collision run during the events in Canada, the promotion brought in Jungle Boy Jack Perry to film a segment which led to them having words regarding what Perry had been pushing for. Punk's side claims Perry wanted to use Real Glass for a backstage segment, and Punk shared his take that Perry did this because he didn't want to work the following week, something seen as a big problem among those in AEW. Punk's side claims Perry was going against production, doctors, and Tony Schiavone advising him not to do it. They told him that smashing Real Glass was a safety hazard, which made Perry unhappy before guidelines were put in place and forwarded to the talent regarding things that required clearance. Funk was asked to step in and did so in a calm way. He said that they don't do that on collision, and if Perry didn't like it, then he should stay on Wednesdays. It was referred to as an argument as it made its way around the locker room. The report added that, quote, Punk's claim was that Perry was throwing a temper tantrum over the spot not being cleared and people trying to prevent it, end quote. Several people agreed with the stance Punk claimed. So we see some instances of Punk approaching talent looking to sort out some issues or just offer some veteran leadership to varying degrees. So you got to give credit for Punk looking to just try to smooth things out, at least in this instances here. So depending on the approach. So, just trying to squash some beefs, I guess. And one last report here, just regarding some backstage dynamics regarding the AEW locker room. As reported by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, the atmosphere behind the scenes in AEW has taken on a somewhat familiar tone reminiscent of the circumstances leading up to the notorious brawl-out incident from the previous year. While overall harmony prevails backstage and collaborations among the talent generally flow smoothly, there's growing discontent regarding the reoccurring drama and the formation of various cliques. Esteemed veterans not embroiled in the conflicts argue that unless the issues are directly addressed, the situation could deteriorate further. In an effort to maintain tranquility and avert potential legal disputes, a decision has been made to keep individuals separate from CM Punk. Though CM Punk and his supporters have reportedly expressed a willingness to engage in dialogue with key figures such as the Elite, there appears to be a lack of communication regarding these potential discussions. Speculations surrounding the notion that management might be impeding the organization of such meetings. Notably, the issues appear to primarily involve CM Punk, while other AW talent such as FTR, The Young Bucks, Hangman, Page, and Kenny Omega managed to resolve their differences earlier. A proposed third encounter between The Bucks and FTR was quickly agreed upon by both parties upon Tony Khan's suggestion. In addition to these tensions, there has been a series of smaller incidents, one of which included a social media post by CM Punk on Instagram, Featuring a Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonored t-shirt with an incorrect date. This event, interpreted by some as a slight toward Dana Massey, Matt Jackson's wife, and the individual responsible for AEW merchandise, highlighted underlying tension. And lastly here, despite the underlying concerns and controversies, CM Punk's presence has been described as influential and positive within the realm of AEW Collision where he is noted for his leadership and contributions to the show's booking process. So a lot to take in here, so a little bit of a quick recap. Punk, after his match on Collision, saw a sign in the crowd regarding Hangman Adam Page. Cut an off-the-cuff promo, which wasn't meant to or lead to a match or a storyline. Punk apologized to Hangman afterwards. Second, Punk approached Ryan Nemeth backstage regarding Nemeth's softest man alive tweet. Punk mentioned his comments on Twitter inflamed existing tensions and the optics of the tweet sent a bad message. Punk said the tweet was poor timing as they were trying to make the public image that they were going for that everyone was either on the same page or at least not inflaming prior issues. Nemeth was sent home. Thirdly, Jack Perry wanted to use real glass for a backstage segment, with production doctors and Tony Schiavone advising him not to do it. Punk was asked to step in and did so in a calm way. He said they don't do that on Collision. If Perry didn't like it, then he should stay on Wednesdays. Several people reportedly agreed with the stance Punk claimed. And finally, with trying to keep certain talent separated, appears that there is a tone reminiscent of the circumstances leading Up to the notorious brawl out incident from the previous year veterans not embroiled in the conflicts argue that unless the issues are directly addressed the situation could deteriorate further all right so now that we're all caught up there's a lot of wrestling journalists who reported quite a lot of information and regarding backstage incidents or backstage stories this week so Once again, I tried to organize it in a little bit of a succinct fashion. Wrestling is one of those things that have big egos everywhere. How many times that we've heard from the wrestlers themselves or from journalists that people just don't get along, they don't have personalities that get along with one another or somebody did something, right? makes me think of Sean and Brett from the 90s where... As much as they tried, they just did not get along. They did good business in the ring, but they just did not like each other. So it's gonna happen, right? And this is a workplace. You have folks within their locker room, their coworkers, much like any one of us, right? We're not always gonna get along with our coworkers. So it's one of those things that just happens everywhere. Are there possible issues? Yes, I mean, you hear the murmurings from the reports and from the wrestlers themselves and ultimately we ended up having a incident last year in September for All Out these things happen are there some issues of course are some things trying to be resolved by people yes of course we look at the reports we looked at here CM Punk uh, approaching Ryan Nemeth to a varying degree looking to have a conversation about some tweets and things like that and stoking flames Punk being asked to step in with Jack Perry, so you look at more often than not, folks don't want drama as much as the public and the internet wrestling community loves to talk about some drama and get engaged. I mean, we're even just chatting about it here today on this episode. A lot of people just want to be left alone and just have a calm and quiet working environment, so looks like folks are trying to work it out, sure. Are there still things left to be resolved? Of course. I mean, you're always going to have things like that. And we looked at, I mean, there's possibly due to some legal reasons why we may not be able to have some conversations regarding some parties discussing certain things or being asked to stay away from one another. That's possible conjecture, but that's what's been heard. So there could be some bumps in the road as to why some things haven't been resolved. And once again, there's always going to be some clicks and some friend groups. You always, whether you're at school, you're at work, wherever you're going to be, you're going to have people that you enjoy being around and you end up kind of ganging up on hanging out and at work or school, maybe having lunch together and just, yeah, and backing each other's play. So there's been clicks in wrestling and groups and wrestling backstage and in front of the camera. So it is what it is. It's just a part of business. The friend groups are going to be there. And then, of course, no place, no school, no workplace, no promotion is perfect. We're always going to have some of these issues. So it is what it is. Unfortunately, a lot of these things that tend to get a little bit bigger, whether that's from a sewing circle type of people sharing these things that get reported or possibly get blown out of proportion that get hear from the fans. It's going to happen. So it is what it is sometimes, unfortunately, but we try to sort of do the best we can when we're in those situations. So I totally understand. Hopefully, we can work through it and continue to bring us some solid wrestling and good shows going forward. We've got big shows from both companies. We've got All In coming up, followed by All Out for AEW. We've got a big show coming up as well, Payback. the WWE so you know a lot of things are going to end up happening but we'll try to look on the little bit of a brighter side when we can and try to sort things out and the other topic that we're going to look at here some unfortunate news was reported as AEW tag team champion Cash Wheeler was arrested this past week I pulled some articles here just to get some facts. Once again, there were some editorialized things, but I just tried to get a little bit more of just information. FTR's Cash Wheeler was arrested on Friday morning on one count of aggravated assault with a firearm after a July 27th incident where he flashed a gun at another person during a quote road rage incident. AEW issued the following statement on the matter, quote, A.W. has been made aware of the charge, and we are closely monitoring the situation. Wheeler is fully cooperating with local authorities. Some additional information here on August 3rd, he pleaded not guilty to the charge through his attorney. In Florida, the charge is classified as a third-degree felony. Wheeler appeared in court earlier this afternoon. This is, of course, on Friday where the judge signed off on him being released on a $2,500 bond. And last little bit here regarding if Cash Wheeler would be available for All-In London. PW Insider is reporting that Wheeler may still be able to take part in AEW All-In 2023 following the arrest. Wheeler was not asked to surrender his passport by the Circuit Court of Orange County, Florida. And the court also did not impose any restrictions on the FTR member traveling internationally. Since Cash has not been convicted, he may still be able to work the show in London. So unfortunate timing of this, I mean, to be honest, the timing is never good to have incidents like this. You know, it's something that as AW is preparing for all in, just leaves a little bit of a black cloud of of sorts, shall we say. You know, I'm not a lawyer by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not involved in law enforcement, but it's one of those things that from what we're hearing that we are still a go for the match at All In London between FTR and the Young Bucks. At time of recording, the match is still on. So it looks like at the moment, cash can travel. We're going to look at the positive side of things that, you know, we can still have that Third rubber match going forward you know there's a lot of things going on and it can absolutely be construed as a bit of a black eye in terms of things coming out or things happening or occurring just before a major show like All In of course but you got to look at a bit more of the brighter side I mean we got 80,000 plus people going to be in Wembley for All In Once again, WWE has just sold over 90K tickets for two days of WrestleMania 40 in Philly. Wrestling's hot right now. People are interested. Talent is getting paid. We have so much wrestling to watch throughout the week. Let's just go ahead and be happy to have something for everyone. I know that's a not popular opinion from reading a lot of folks' reaction to this, but hey. Some things are going on. Hopefully we can sort out all these issues and look forward to good shows going forward for both companies and for the wrestling world as a whole. All right, so that was some information regarding some troubles in AEW. Let us know down in the comment section below on YouTube or hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and let us know what your thoughts are on some of the backstage news regarding the AEW roster. Unfortunate incident with Cash Wheeler. If you're looking forward to all in, definitely let us know down in the comments below. All right, and the next topic we're gonna look at here is Edge retiring. So during last week's episode of SmackDown, the August 11th show in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Edge issued a challenge to Sheamus for a match, making A pivotal moment given that the two had never engaged in a one-on-one encounter during their shared tenure in WWE. Flash forward to this past week's episode of SmackDown August 18, WWE celebrated Edge's 25-year anniversary with the promotion. It saw the aforementioned match between Edge and Sheamus, which saw Edge win with a spear. I grabbed some additional information. Actually, Edge addressed the crowd after SmackDown went off the air. Following the show, Edge cut a promo in which he addressed the live crowd, and while the WWE Hall of Famer didn't explicitly say he was done in the ring, he did announce that it was likely his final match in his home city of Toronto. Edge said, quote, What I can say is that this is my last one in front of y'all. I don't think I can make it another full run to get here again for a match. I'm just being honest with you, but don't let that be a downer because, man, what an experience you all gave me. I will never forget it. I will never forget it. When I'm 84 years old and I don't remember much, I'm damn sure going to remember this. Thank you. End quote. Another note here, Edge says... Friday's SmackDown was his last match on his current contract. The WWE Hall of Famer addressed this while speaking with ET Canada. He said, quote, Here's what I can honestly say, and this isn't the answer everyone wants. I truly don't know. I really, really, with 100% truth, can say I don't know. That's strange for me, but I don't, I really don't. I put some thought into it, but not a lot. This is the last match on my current contract. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I probably won't know until I get to the locker room that night and decompress. Let all the anxiety and tension that I never used to have before I performed, I have now. That's strange for me and it makes it that much harder to do this. I'm going to be 50 in October, and that's not easy anymore. Before What I used to take for granted, to be able to do, now there is a process and a fallout. There's a lot, it's a dream gig, but it's getting really hard. So Edge sharing that this was the last match on his current contract. And one final note here that Edge's contract is not up until the end of September. Speaking to the FAN Morning Show, in an interview recorded prior to the SmackDown match, Edge revealed that his contract does not expire until the end of September. Quote, I can't say I haven't thought about it. I have, for sure. But I realize that I haven't come to any conclusions. And I'm kind of torn, honestly. I don't want to do this to the point where I don't feel like I'm able to have the output that I want. Only I know how I feel when I'm deep into a match. Oof. Okay, didn't do enough cardio. I did all the cardio and I still feel this way. That's why I really want to collect myself after this thing. Take a big old deep breath and decide what this is. My contract is up at the end of September. This is my last contracted match. I have a lot of decisions to make. I can't do it now. I have to see how Friday goes. I know that's not a clear answer, but I don't have it yet. End quote. So what does this mean honestly well if we're being honest edge has had a hell of a career multiple time world champion he's a money in the bank holder he's the first money in the bank holder royal rumble winner king of the ring he's a hall of famer his career in wwe speaks to no end of the accolades he's achieved and the influence that he's had on his peers and for wrestlers coming out now. He's been able to achieve so much, but got to bear in mind, it's taken its toll on him. His neck injury took him out around 2002 or so. He ended up, of course, taking significant time off around 2011, where he had to retire because of neck issues. So, I mean, it's one of those things that it's a tough thing to have to take all those bumps and everything. And I'm sure all those TLC matches with the Hardys. Dudleys and, of course, Christian didn't help his career longevity, but it's taken its toll for sure. Edge mentioning that this is the last match on his current contract. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that he can't have another one. It's one of those things that, hey, if he just has a set number of matches, if they wanted to have another one, they could, of course, you know, set the money right and potentially do things if that is indeed the case. but It could be one of those things, like he mentioned, this was his last match in Toronto as part of WWE, so hey, you know, if it was indeed, he went out on top, and he had a fun match with Sheamus, and it was great to see. Never a bad thing when you can go out in front of some of your hometown fans. And him mentioning that his contract ends at the end of September, so... I know a lot of folks were thinking hey is he gonna show up at all in London or all out or something like that he's mentioning that his contract ends at the end of September now whether that's a little bit of a work shoot ski whether that's a shoot work ski remains to be seen but more than likely folks should not get their hopes up for seeing Mr. Copeland showing up in London or showing up in Chicago, perhaps. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but we should at least temper our expectations, to be honest, right? So he could wrestle potentially another match under his current deal, right? We're in the latter portion of August at the time of recording, so maybe one match could be squeezed out. Who knows? Doesn't mean it's necessarily not going to happen. Of course, he could resign with WWE. You know, he's getting up there in age, so it could be something that he might want to do a sporadic match here or there, perhaps a Royal Rumble, a you know match on a big show like a Saudi show, or working up to like a Mania or something like that. So it doesn't necessarily spell the end for Edge in WWE, nor could it mean that he might not want to potentially seek other ventures, wink, wink, wink. So it doesn't necessarily, like I said, spell the end. But if this is indeed the end of his in ring career, the guy's had a hell of a run. So you got to give the guy his flowers, of course. He's a Hall of Famer and he's just put on so many just fun and engaging matches. So kudos to him. So you hear so many people, of course, in the video package that was played on SmackDown saying how great of a wonderful human being and family man that Edge is, Mr. Adam Copeland. And of course, he's had his in ring accolades, but by many accounts, and by his peers, that he is just a great human being. So you love to see it. You love to see a fantastic person being able to achieve so many great things. So if this is it for Edge, congratulations on a phenomenal in-ring career with WWE. And mind the fact that his ability to walk away and be with his family, be with his friends, be with his wife and kids. What more can you ask from the guy? He's given us so many incredible moments, so many things that he's achieved. And just kudos to the guy, whether he wants to take some time for himself, whether he wants to do more wrestling, whatever you want to do, man, we appreciate you. So thank you for all your contributions and look forward to hopefully doing more things in the future. If I'm not mistaken, he's in a... Percy Jackson production so he's got some more acting gigs coming up so yeah the guy's just killing it and for his age he's in phenomenal shape he's in show that he can still go and perform so like I said able to be with his family and to continue to live hopefully a pain-free life so thank you for everything that you've done Alright, so that was a bit of information and some of our thoughts on Edge possibly having his last match on his contract and possibly in WWE. Let us know down in the comment section below on YouTube or hit us up on Twitter, Instagram and let us know what your thoughts are on Edge possibly retiring if this is his last match in WWE. Would you want to see him wrestle more? Would you want to see him continue with WWE or perhaps... Go somewhere else. Let us know down in the comments below. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for us here. Quite the interesting episode we had this week. A lot of backstage news regarding some of the AEW talent and their relationships with one another and some things that might be a little bit of a shoot-work-ski, work-shoot-ski. Some unfortunate news about one of the tag team champions. Hopefully everything is okay with them. And with the company, of course, and Edge looking to possibly retire, maybe take some time away, perhaps seek some other ventures. So, quite the interesting collection of stories that we talked about here on this episode. Reminder this was a little bit of an unusual. For the most part, we look at the in ring action, some of the in ring stories, but this week was just kind of dominated by a little bit more of outside of the ring perspectives and stories. So, figured we just cover this in a little bit of an unusual episode, but try to present with some more of the news and then just kind of give our thoughts and takes and takeaways from them. So, appreciate everybody listening and watching. Thank you so much. We're going to wind down on out of here so for me, pretty tony, we thank you for your time and letting us be a part of your day and remember Be good to yourself, be good to each other, and we will catch you next time. Peace.